I woke up this morning with so much on my mind that I felt myself instantly slip into an old habit, an old skill set from childhood. I do it all the time without knowing it. But as soon as I, it's like a signal from deep inside of me. When I was little, I realized that I could remember better than most people. And I had the, I didn't have the words for recall. Um, at that time, I was just a little girl, but um, I realized it. And I also realized that I could see things that other people couldn't see. And that if I talked about it, that it would, that one of two things would happen. And it was always the same as far as I was concerned, is that the adults would immediately start acting crazy and get angry. Um, or they would go the opposite direction and ask questions and be curious and push for more information. And I imagined, I visualized a jukebox. Because back in the, my childhood, there was jukeboxes everywhere. And... In the jukebox, I placed all the songs that I liked the most, and I had quite the collection. It was a giant jukebox. And if I needed to, because this is before even the Walkman, um, I would go into my mind and I would hit the jukebox. And the songs would start to play, and it was just like I was walking around with a, a Walkman on my head, and and I could listen to the stereo, and I could hear the music, and everything else in the real world kind of just stepped back. It just, it actually sounded like you were listening to it from underwater. I could hear it. I could hear high notes and low notes, but it was just something that was going on out there. And in here... I'm listening to whatever it is, Pat Benatar, or, you know, depending on the moment and mood and year. <laughs> um, so this morning I woke up with a song. And it's so funny that the jukebox in my mind never went away. And I find it curious now instead of alarming. It used to be a signal that I was disassociating and that I was losing touch with reality. It was a warning sign. And now it's, yeah, I'm stressed out. Now the songs are informative. Kind of like when you're heartbroken and all the sad songs that play on the radio seem to, be, have, seem to have been written for you. So this morning it was, she's a little runaway. Now you can hear it too. <laughs> she's a little runaway. Okay, so 
that's the song playing in my head. And now the songs, like I said, are more informative. And I'm like, okay, we're going to be dealing with the runaway feeling today. Today, I'm already too stressed. Just getting out of bed and making sure the morning goes smoothly as possible for all involved for their days to begin as well as possible. And I know why she's a little runaway because I would really appreciate some form of escape that I didn't have to pay for. Like actual free escape. We can't get that in the drink. We can't get that in the pipe or the bottle or any other pill bottle. It doesn't, none of those, you know, escapes are costly. And it's not an escape if it's a death trap like cigarettes. And there is no escape. There is no escape the searing pain that I'm experiencing. And there is no escape from my compulsion mentally right now to gain some form of footing, some form of feeling like I am not, yeah, I guess in control um, in the driver's seat. Being mindful that I woke up with feelings about my mother I woke up with feelings about my father. I woke up with a mild gnawing anxiety about my children and their happiness and well-being and needs being met. And the financial burden. There is no other word, is there? That's... <laughs> That's what wage slavery is. Hi, welcome to your life. Wake up, make some money, give it to somebody, go to sleep, do it again. Hurry up, don't die. But if you do, make it quick and painless for, or not so messy for us, will you? So much on my mind. So much stuffing, so much compartmentalizing, so much survival just to get out of bed. So many skills in play right now. Panic attacks have been terrible this last few days. And I don't experience anxiety like people on TV do or, or that you know, maybe you've seen people do where they freak out and hyperventilate and you know, they're completely spinning and hysterical. My hysteria is always very well masked with despondency, maybe, sometimes, if it's really bad. Um, I just stare into space. 
can't really concentrate. I feel like I'm just being pushed, pushed in every direction by uncaring hands, pulled, demanded of, expected. It's not a good feeling, it's victimizing, it's self-defeating, and it's small. And that makes me feel panicky. Like there's a part of me inside me that goes deep inside as a kernel. And rests there. And while that's happening, you know, the rest of the body is on autopilot. And she's getting stuff done, and she's witnessing, and she's communicating, but it's at a distance, it feels like to me, and I'm going through the motions, but I feel numb, because it's all too freaking much, and I mean, I need to win the lottery kind of thing. And I'd rather be working for a paycheck, you know, than waiting to win the lottery. That's the song, that's how the song goes, right? But I am working for a paycheck. And I actually have to scale back how much work I do. I have to limit how much money I make because it's going to create a giant problem come January and the taxes. So I have to make the money, but I also can't make too much of it that way. The double bind. Mm. Rocks and hard places. If I didn't have no luck, it would, if I didn't have bad luck, I would have no luck at all. Um, what was me? I'm bigger than all of those things. I'm bigger than the anxiety. That's why I pushed through. That's why I let it happen now. That's why I don't medicate. That's why I don't escape it. And it's been shit for five days and very little is known outside my head and very very few symptoms have appeared in my physical reality I have managed to internalize it and keep it under wraps and deal with it and process it not shove it away let it be there but also perform the motions and also try to stay as present as possible and that's getting easier I would definitely give it a thumbs up for meditation because that is easier to be at one at one time completely and totally overwhelmed with all of it with all of it and then on the other hand doing it dealing not letting it leak out all over my people
Because I tell you what, my people, they're a bunch of high-strung folks. I live with men. I think it's interesting. I live with men. I've always lived with men. And... I'll have to connect those dots a little bit more. I woke up wanting a mother. I wanted to be somebody's daughter this morning. That I could call and go, oh my God, mom. Living is like licking honey off of a thorn. It's killing me, man. Jeez Louise, how'd you do it? Give me some advice. I ain't never had that. And at this age and stage, it ain't gonna ever happen. I ain't never gonna have that. I am that for someone else, for several someones. But I don't have that, and I never have. And it hurts. It's painful. And she's alive, and I'm angry. I'm still angry, damn it. I wish I wasn't. I really wish there was something else going on. But shit, I'm still processing that anger, I guess. Okay. Well, that's where it's at, you know? We're gonna let it be. I'm angry. I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm worried greatly about my family's security financially. I worry greatly about my personal safety and security. My physical being has been a continuation of symptomatic progression, as well as all of the anxiety and emotional bullshit. Um, And I know that um, as I process this, tumor in my lower spine that I keep having to process my abuse. That's really pissing me off too. I successfully put that shit away. I did my 20 years in therapy, man. I dug it out. I talked about it. I remembered all I freaking need to remember. Thank you. Remembering is of no use to me at this point. I have processed it out of my little girl mind and through my adult one. I've been helped through that process. I was also abused by my therapist, so now I don't do therapy. The thing is, is that I never can stop doing therapy. And that's how it feels to live with this tumor in my lower spine, is that it is, that's why I named it Henry. Because I feel like Henry's this old man who lives in my spine, and I go and I lay down on the couch, and I'm literally having to lay down. So I lay down, and 
I go, all right, let's process that this was his favorite spot to hit. Let's process it some more that that this is the part of your body as a child that took it, that took the rage, your feet, your legs, and your lower spine. And guess what's failing and broken and crippled and dying? And guess where the cancer decided to show up the first time? And guess where my problem has settled again? <laughs> so, what? Because he beat the fuck out of me as a kid? And brutalized me? I get to live with the effects of his physical abuse for the rest of my life? Created a body that heals faster than is healthy, actually. Creates scar tissue in abundance that's thick and strong and fibrous and aggressive. So my ability to heal as a child, which was miraculous, is now a contributing factor. And I don't have a mama and nobody to hug me close to their bosom and rock me, which is what I want, really, and what I can't have. Damn you, woman. Damn you. so much on my mind. She's a little runaway. That's about me. And my tendency to run. <laughs> I am a runaway. I've been running away since I was a baby. I've been running away. They used to find me in my nightgown and bare feet sound asleep, sleepwalking, sometimes blocks and blocks away from my home. And as a sleepwalker, I was able to unlock doors and quietly let myself out. They had to put alarms and locks on everything way out of my reach so that bells would go off and stuff so people would wake up and stop me from leaving. Symbolism. One of the reasons why I have a hard time sleeping. I'm not in control and I'm vulnerable. And a lot of the bad things happened at night. So it's hard. <sighs> Fuck, it's so hard. And I literally have never been able to meditate because I'm terrified 
of an altered state of brainwave patterns because my abuse involved that as well, involved hypnotism and brave brainwave training, mind control. active experience that my experiments and experience that my father conducted as a citizen scientist I was the subject so you know relaxing, <laughs> getting into a theta or a beta wave, and I can do it at will. We had a feedback machine. I was put into it a lot. I was forced to meditate in group. I can meditate. I can meditate like a motherfucker. guru style I can leave my body the thing is is that now I actually need to do those things in a healthy way you know the spiritual enlightenment path the transcendentalness of it all and I have to use a tool of abuse what? hi Welcome to the Twilight Zone. This really is your life. So now I have to use a tool of my abuse to actually heal myself and transform the tool, transform the tumor, transform the pain, transmute it all back into a healthy, positive experience and loop that shit. Tell you what, that's some shit. It's the double bind. Welcome to the double bind. I guess that's why I'm leaving it because I, I just don't know what else to do but to go to work. Go to work, go make something. Go do good works in the world and be good and love my children and make sure they get off to a good day at school and do a great job at my job and paint some furniture and try to sell it quick because, God, I need food money. Like, I literally am worried about my children's ability to eat in two days from now. Oh, my God. Okay. Breathe, of course, you'll find money. Breathe, of course, you will figure it out. Breathe, of course, you will manage this mountain. Of course, of course you will. Because you always do. Because it always happens. It always works out somehow, some way, just enough. Just enough for the day. And that's all I gotta do. Is just right now, just, just get through another day hey if you're listening and you're out there 
and you're experiencing your own double bind. I'm holding your hand today too.